Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Study the demand drivers and make sure you understand what those are prior to making a big investment. And also the age-old diversification. The beauty of online real estate investing is that you can make smaller investments into a lot of different deals. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with 1 million to 100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead. So they're going to help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're going to help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're going to be allowed to focus on the things that are most important, like business growth and operations, not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about the pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E you're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal. So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action 
For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast where we only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. With us today, Darren Powderly. How you doing, Darren? Joe, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show today. I'm a big fan. I'm grateful that you are on the show and I'm glad that you're doing great. And a little bit about Darren. He's the co-founder of CrowdStreet. He's got 17 years of commercial real estate experience. And he is, as I mentioned, the co-founder of CrowdStreet. So on CrowdStreet, they've done over 460 different real estate investments. He's also got experience doing his own deals, which he did. And we won't necessarily focus on that much, but he has experience acquiring and rehabbing various commercial products like retail buildings and industrial zone land and retail strip centers. So with that being said, Darren, let's talk a little about you and CrowdStreet and your background. So would you mind telling the best ever listeners a little bit more about that? Yeah, thanks, Joe. So I started my career out in technology. I was fortunate to graduate CU Boulder in the mid-90s. And the mid-90s, for me at least, I was like, can I go to Wall Street? You know, Wall Street was where it was at. Prior generation had made all their wealth. But I took the technology path and I moved to San Francisco and got about five years of experience in San Francisco before jumping ships at the dot-com boom and the dot-com bust was early lessons for me both an exhilarating upride and just sort of a stomach-churning, gut-wrenching drop out of that experience. So I got into commercial real estate. I jumped from tech to commercial real estate in 2003, and I've been doing that ever since. As you mentioned, I did some deals on my own. I was president of a brokerage firm, and so I got some good cross-functional experience, which I think is great for every early career. I sort of learn as much as you can, do as many things as possible, figure out where your passion lies. And my passion was a combination of the tech and the commercial real estate investing. And that's what led to the light bulb or the spark that became CrowdStreet in 2012. That spark went off and launched in 2014. I've been fortunate enough to run that business ever since. Sounds like you got the perfect background for your company. Tech and commercial real estate coming together plus president of a brokerage firm. So I would assume you know how to manage teams. What aspects of doing your own deals have you then used to build out CrowdStreet? Well, I syndicated equity when I was doing those deals. So I brought together a couple of like-minded investors like me. I was not only skin in the game, I was also the sweat equity. And fortunately, I was also bringing in other people that were doing the same thing. We all put a little bit of our money in collectively. We put our balance sheets together to get a loan, non-recourse in most of those cases, except for one development that we did that had partial recourse and decided who would play what role. And we got a number of deals done. And fortunately, timing was good. When I started to invest was actually during the great financial crisis. Prior to that, I didn't have enough capital experience, guts, or more importantly, just knowledge to do it. And it was during the great financial crisis where I started to get greedy when I saw real estate values just plummet. I bought some industrial land. I bought some townhomes that I still own. We developed a retail strip center across the street from the hospital that we knew had demand drivers there. So those were all very valuable experiences. 
also because I was a real estate professional, I owned a brokerage firm that did property management, asset management, construction services, as well as leasing, which was an important skill at that time. I had the right skills around me to take on these projects. And all of that was instrumental in giving me the confidence to eventually start CrowdStreet. I had studied real estate investing. I got my CCIM, which some of your other listeners will know what that is, but it takes a while to get that. I've studied really hard. Some people call it the MBA of commercial real estate. And I think it is. The CCIM is a great program. So just a lot of hard work. Another one, my last comment on that is the 10-year rule, right? Malcolm Gladwell in one of his books talks about 10,000 hours and 10 years of experience before you become, quote, an expert. I had passed that. Before I started Crusher, I had 10 years of commercial real estate plus five years of technology prior to that. And I'm like a junkie for self-improvement and constant learning. I still am a voracious reader every single day. And all those things led to the ability to have that level of confidence to start CrowdStreet. I assume it's fair to categorize CrowdStreet as a crowdfunding platform. Is that correct? Yeah, that's one way to put it. I think, Joe, today, a more accurate way to put it is just like online real estate investing. People who want to build a diversified real estate portfolio online can go to CrowdStreet and co-invest with some of the best real estate operators, developers, owners, otherwise known as sponsors out there around the country, and they can do so in $25,000 increments. So it really is just more a form of online syndication or online real estate investing, put even more broadly. The crowdfunding term, while not necessarily inaccurate, has got a lot of stigma around it and it means a number of different things. And Mm -hmm. we've evolved the language that we use around our business to really just broadly online syndication or online real estate investing. All right. Fair enough. So I won't use that dirty term. I'll go with online. Yeah, right. (laughs) Good point on that one. All right. Online real estate investing. So there are other online real estate investing platforms out there. How do you all differentiate from them? Well, the first thing is the commitment to sponsorship quality and really institutional grade sponsors and institutional grade properties. So what does that mean? We really work with firms that have been around for probably 10 years on average and have almost at a minimum had a $250 million worth of track record at the asset level or the property level, right? And then we also look for sponsors that have experience managing individual investors, right? Their friends and their family and, you know, what they call the country club set. So we investigate all that. We do all of the background checks on sponsors and confirm everything so that it's a super high quality bar of sponsors. And number one thing that sets us apart from anybody else is just that. What types of questions do you all ask that you don't believe some other real estate investing online platforms ask? First of all, for CrowdStreet, we have a clearly defined deal review process. And you can find it on the CrowdStreet website. We'll put it all out there, extremely transparent. You can also find every single deal we've ever done and fully realized underneath our marketplace performance page, but that's a separate topic. So when we evaluate a firm, we're going to background check the principles and the firm itself. We have third-party sources to do that. We use something called Clear which is a background check on the company and the professionals. We're going to do fin and broker checks and so forth. So really deep background checks. We're going to do interviews and reference checks 
We're also going to confirm the track record that they provide us. So they provide us often a spreadsheet. Here are all the deals we've ever done and here's how they perform. And we're going to spot check those and confirm that that in fact is true. And then we're going to give that sponsor a designation, emerging season tenured enterprise. So it's pretty extensive. It's really an application process, right? And they apply and we go through it all. We go through their application. We do all the background checking and we'll accept a sponsor or or politely decline them before we even move to evaluating the asset. That's step one. If a sponsor comes to you and it's a new relationship and they say, hey, I'm looking at a deal to acquire. I'd love to work with you all. What's the time frame for this vetting process? What does your team tell them? The process from the first call, they call CrowdStreet or they ping us online and we have a call. Let's say they already have a deal in hand, this setup. We're probably going to be two to three weeks out to approve the sponsor and the deal. So we have an investment committee and a full team of analysts and so forth that are working 24-7. We also have a tech-enabled deal submission process that gets us to pretty accurate yes-no indicators, not 100% AI when oversell our technology and our data-driven and our predictive analytics, but it's there. And what it does is that it helps make the humans more efficient. So the humans can get to a pretty quick understanding of who is the sponsor and then is this asset, their business models and the projections on the asset realistic. We've got all four or five different third-party databases that we're running models against. And that gets us to ask the right questions, right? The human engagement on the phone. And while we don't actually visit the properties in person, which some institutional investors do, we have so much online now and so many things at our fingertips. So it takes about two to three weeks to get to a yes. That's assuming that the sponsor has everything we need. And that often is cause for a delay. Mm-hmm. And then we'll sign our agreements and it takes us a couple of weeks to get it published on the CrowdStreet marketplace. So you're already talking over a month before the deal is launched on the CrowdTree marketplace. Sometimes those deals will be fully spoken for or oversubscribed within a day. Other times it takes us 30 days. So sometimes it happens very, very quickly. We typically ask and set expectations to have 30 days sort of time posted on the marketplace. And then we have to actually collect the funds and close it out. So probably from first conversation to a fully subscribed and funded and closed deal, we're talking eight weeks plus or minus a couple of weeks. Have you ever had a deal that made it through the process not get fully funded from the crowd? It doesn't happen very often because one of the outputs of our screening process is a estimated fundraise projection. And it's not an aggressive number. It's a number that we feel confident that we can hit based on what we know about our investor demand. We've got 115,000 investors as part of our membership now, our community, and much fewer active investors, those that have written a check. But it's about 90,000 people have actually written a check and many of them are repeat investors. And so 90,000, no, nine, 9,000 individuals have written a check, but about 60% of them are repeat investors and repeat investors often have about four or five deals in their portfolio, about a $250,000 portfolio through CrowdStreet. So we love that because they're actually fulfilling our vision for them, which is enabling them to have an online marketplace where they can actually build a diversified real estate portfolio. So these sort of VIP investor members. Mm -hmm. So we make that estimate on how much we can raise for a deal. And we're at like 95% batting average on that, which is really, really great. Oftentimes we're exceeding it within a short period of time, but we hate to fall short. 
Sponsors don't like that scrambling at the end. Sometimes they've got earnest money at risk. We take that responsibility quite seriously to estimate a number that we can hit. And what are the reasons why those 5% don't get the funds? Sometimes things change from the point that we make the estimate and post the deal on the marketplace. I mean, we had that in Q4 2018. We got a little bit above our skis. And then Q4 2018, if the investors on your call recall, stock market dropped 20%. We thought we were going to the recession. And in our investor community reacted like normal individuals do. Psychologically, it was a difficult time. And they kind of said, hey, I'm going to take a pause until I figure out what's going on here. And actually, things came roaring back in Q1 of 2019 and took off again. So sometimes it's an external event. Other times, honestly, just misread it. We're like, wow, we really thought that this deal, let's say it's a core deal, right? It's mm-hmm. fully stabilized and cash-flowing, income-oriented property. And there's a big place for that in every investor's portfolio, especially people who might be a little older, approaching retirement and so forth. But honestly, we raise a little less money on those income-oriented properties than we do on more opportunistic or growth-oriented investments. And that could be it. It could be just, we just slightly overestimated the demand. And we try to get better at that. That's, that's the area where we need to constantly do better, constantly comb the data and not be erroneous in our projections. You've got, I I think I heard you say 150,000 investors. It's 115,000 investors. in the community and then nine have written the check, right? That's correct. Got it. Are they all accredited? Well, the investors who write the checks are. Everyone's welcome to join and they're welcome to learn. We've got a ton of educational materials on CrowdStreet. Someday we may have offerings for them. But today, CrowdStreet is designed for the accredited investor in line with some of the federal regulations related to Mm -hmm. compliance. So how does your team attract the accredited investors to join your platform? What are two or three main ways? Oh, sure. Well, first of all, we have been around since 2014 and we have executed on our business model. And thankfully today, we're one of the leading online real estate investing marketplaces, especially for the institutional quality commercial real estate, right? There's other platforms that do single family and fix and flip and things like that. We don't do any of that. We stick to what we're good at. What we're good at is underwriting, working with, you know, really experienced commercial real estate developers, owner operators. So it's the reputation and referrals from other sponsors now that has really been exciting. People call us nearly every day, companies call us nearly every day. Hey, I spoke with a peer in the multifamily industry and they said you did a great job with them. Of course, that is just gold. Investors are referring us because they might have invested locally through a country club type deal with a sponsor. And then they meet us and they say, hey, there's this local group in Kansas City you really should meet as an example. And they make the introduction. That makes us feel great. And then beyond that, we are attracting investors to CrowdStreet through a variety of digital marketing and demand generation. We're, we're really good at that. Thankfully, a great marketing team. You'll find us all over the industry publications and just different financial and, and personal finance websites. We do have some strategic partnerships with other finance-related firms and firms with their own communities that like to introduce them to CrowdStreet because they know the quality of our deal flow is so high. So it's a variety of things, but definitely digital marketing and demand generation specific to that accredited investor audience is probably more fruitful than anything else that we do. 
You mentioned when you were talking about how you qualify the sponsor, you first qualify the sponsor and then you look at the deal. And regardless of if someone joins CrowdStreet or not, can you talk about the importance of first qualifying the sponsor and then looking at the deal? Because some percentage of investors who are looking at passively investing in a deal will go straight to returns or straight to the type of properties, go straight to the underwriting and not do as an extensive background check and review of the sponsor itself. Yes, it is incredibly important. And for wherever you invest in the private equity real estate space, which is private real estate. Oh, I can't emphasize enough how important it is to know who you're investing with, because ultimately that is going to far exceed any other factor of the real estate deal itself. If you invest with a jerk or an unscrupulous person, chances are that's going to doom that deal, even if everything else goes right. But if you have a great fiduciary of capital and experienced developer or owner or an investor who has done this exact product type in this exact location many times before that they can demonstrate a track record for it, and we actually require that, somebody can be awesome at multifamily in Texas, and then they come to us and we want to do an industrial deal in Seattle. And it's like, no, go do three of those before we'll do one with you, right? Prove that you're awesome at a new product type in a new city, right? So that's the way we look at that. And I would just encourage all investors to know who you're getting involved with first and foremost by far, even if that's through a digital format. But if you're going to also rely on the collection of data from a third party, do the background checks, do the Google checks, right? It's not hard to find information on people these days. And in fact, I'd say that's one other thing about a misconception about an online platform like CrowdStreet perhaps is that people, oh, online investing, how are you supposed to trust them? Like, today is more transparent what you can find out about somebody and, and the amount of diligence and background check today online than you can probably even if they live in the next town over if you didn't have all the access to the information at your fingertips like we do. So I think I made that point super clear. That's how we look at it. And of course, it doesn't mean the, the property evaluation or the deal structuring and all the legal documents that back up the legal structuring are not important. It's all important, but the fiduciary is the most important. Taking a step back based on your experience, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? Real estate is so much driven. So beyond the, the fiduciary and the sponsor, Real estate is such a demand-driven business. It's wonderfully exciting. It's, it's constantly stimulating because the valuation is influenced by so many factors, right? And right now, more important than ever, there's so many things changing across our nation, whether it be political, economic, social, there's just so much change going on. It's delightful if you're not actually owning some of the things that are being hurt by the shifts of change in America today. But it's delightful if you have the ability to study these changes and then to try to go where you think the demand drivers are favoring. So think about why a particular property or investment, what will it be like a year from now or five years from now, given demand drivers like migration, 
Migration is something that's fascinating right now because of people moving either from city to city or from city to suburbs and so forth. And so tons of opportunities right now and over the next five years. So study the demand drivers and make sure you understand what those are prior to making a big investment. And also the age-old diversification. The beauty of online real estate investing is that you can make smaller investments into a lot of different deals. Publicly traded REITs were invented in the 1960s to do something similar, to give individual investors the ability to diversify across a lot of different properties. And they serve their purpose in in my own REITs. I'm buying REITs right now. They're undervalued, in my opinion. So that's a way for me to diversify. On private real estate, I'm investing in public real estate as well. But it's also a way for me to diversify. And diversifying in private real estate is often difficult because you're limited to who you can co-invest with. Often the ticket sizes are $250,000 to participate, kind of get in to a deal. Crossroads lowers the bar on that quite a bit, which enables more diversification. So those are a couple of things that come to mind. I mean, nobody bats a thousand. Right. Nobody. So you're going to have deals that underperform in every portfolio. We're going to do a lightning round real quick. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's roll. First quick word from our best ever partners. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. Are you serious about taking the first step in the gateway to financial freedom Then join Jake and Gino on a four-week course that will teach you how to become a multifamily real estate investor. Go to jakeandgino.com. That's J-A-K-E-A-N-D-G-I-N-O.com. Okay, best ever way you like to give back to the community. I've become really passionate about DEI initiatives and ESG initiatives. I've had sort of an enlightenment moment just recently through what's gone on across America. So we're trying to figure out a way to help minority-owned real estate companies grow their platforms, women-owned businesses, people of color-owned businesses. We're spending a lot of time thinking about that. I'm also an environmentalist. I became an environmentalist when the Exxon Valdez crashed in Alaska when I was a child, and I still have horrific memories of that. That was the moment I became an environmentalist, and I'm a huge believer that America can have a thriving economy, the best economy in the world, and also lead with environmental change and efforts to reduce CO2 in the atmosphere and address climate change as we know it. It's incredibly important. I'm passionate about those things. How can the best ever listeners learn more about CrowdStreet? Well, you can go to CrowdStreet.com and spend some time just searching the site, looking around, and it's free to register. So everybody is welcome at CrowdStreet to register and study the materials, not only the resource page, but actually each deal is fascinating to look at and watch the sponsors present themselves. You learn from the best. Download the spreadsheets and study those materials, the underwriting that goes into each one of these deals. It's really a a fun way to learn about real estate investing. And if you feel so compelled and if you qualify, go ahead and think about making an investment or call a CrowdStreet representative to talk more about what it's like to make your first investment. Darren, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for talking about your background, lessons learned, building CrowdStreet to where it's at and the types of deals that you all do as well as the vetting process 
that you all do and the mindset and approach that anyone should have regardless of if they participate in CrowdStreet or not whenever they're looking at an opportunity to invest. Thanks for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you so much, Joe. Have a great day.